I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuning in to Underdog Talk. I am your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic cart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs, and today the successful underdog is Mike B. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome. Thank you, sir. All right. Can you can you pronounce um, your last name? I didn't want to jack it up, so I let him do it. No, that's good. It's Mike Baccia. Yep. Nice to meet you. Uh, before we get into today's conversation, today's episode is brought to you by Christian Dewan Clothing Line. That's me and my son's personal clothing line. We have t-shirts, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts. If you use the promo code Underdog Talk, you get 15% off. Underdog is spelled U-N-D-D-A-W-G, and you get 15% off. So we're going to get into today's conversation with Mike. And Mike has been a serial entrepreneur since forever. He's uh, been over 25 years, so that's majority of my life. So how did you become an entrepreneur at, at an early age? Yeah, great question, because, you know, I think a lot of people want to become an entrepreneur. They want to be self-employed. They want to be in control of their own business, their own life, their own destiny, but they don't know where to start, right? So for me, it was uh, at a necessity, I guess, because I was 15 years old and um, I lived in a, a not a beach town, maybe 30 minutes from the beach, but me and my friends, all we want to do is go to the beach all summer. But So I didn't want to have a job, but I need some money, right? So I said, well, if I start my own business, then I could do it when I want and still go to the beach. <laughs> so it was kind of a, an odd way to get into business ownership. But then I started, I, I used to have to cut my own lawn for my dad, right? That was one of my chores. And I said, well, if I can cut my lawn, I can cut other people's lawns. So I just went knocking on doors and said, hey, can I you know, cut your lawn for 10 bucks and whatever it was. It just kept growing and growing, but it, was, it allowed me to set my own schedule. So I would do it in the morning, go to the beach, come back, do it in the afternoon. And that's how I started my first business. But then I realized quickly that, okay, I was in control of my own income, my own schedule, my own destiny, right? If I want to make more money, just go and get more business. So, And then I could hire somebody else to cut the lawns for me. And I would, you know, have, basically that's that's how it started. So. Um, like I said, a strange reason. I don't know if you ever heard that a person started a business when they because they want to go to the beach. But <laughs> I mean, a lot of times when we're kids, you know, it's a reason why we want some money that maybe our parents can't give us or they're not going to give us. So I definitely uh, understand that part of it. But sometimes people go the wrong route at a young age and they do make money the wrong way. But a lot of people back when I was a kid, like that's what they did. They got the lawnmower. They was cutting the grass. Um, in, this, in the wintertime, we were shoveling snow. So I definitely understand that part of it. Never, We never took it to like our own bit. Some people did, but didn't take it to our own business. It was just something we wanted to do to get extra money. So you started that early. You understood business. You was like, oh, I can get my own money. I can work my own schedule. So when you graduated high school, was it, hey, I'm going to college? Or was it like, let me figure out what business I'm going to go after? No, it was actually, I was, it was in college, but then I started another business in college. So um, back when I was in college, that's when they really started clamping down on uh, DUIs. And, you know, back then it wasn't a big deal, but then they really started clamping down. And then a lot of my friends 
started, you know, going out drinking, uh, you know, and getting in trouble. And I said, man, there's got to be a way we can we can help this situation and make money at the same time. So me and a college roommate, we started a limousine company. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, we have a limo. We can rent it out to a group of people. They're safe. You know, no one's going to get hurt and we can make some money doing it. And when the limo is not being used, we actually get to enjoy the limo. So there's always, you know, business can be fun, right? And it can be profitable, but also it can be fun and, and beneficial to everybody. And that's when it wins. And that did very well. We had a great time doing it, made some money. And when uh, my roommate graduated, he moved back to Rhode Island. We sold the company and uh, we both moved on. Then I moved on to, uh, I owned a nightclub. I opened a nightclub when I was 21, a restaurant when I was 23. So it, um, yeah, it just escalated from there. But it was, I always knew that I, I I needed to work for myself. You know, I, I needed to be in charge. I needed to be in control of my life. I love it because you understood, like, I'm going to just do whatever I can have fun with that benefits me on the fun side, but I know I can make money off it. So you guys kind of started almost Uber a little bit before Uber. It just yeah. you guys had the limo. But that was smart. That was a smart thing to do because in college, there's so many different ways you can make extra money and like have a business just because you think outside the box that's just thinking outside the box all right i'm in a college town people gonna go to they're gonna get these duis they're going to parties let me help them out make the money you could probably still go to the party leave 30 40 minutes early have your stuff ready hey we outside ready to go so that was that was very smart you say you had a nightclub at 23 how was that 21. So how was that being a 21 year old running a nightclub? Yeah, that was, um, you know, it's funny because when I say these things, you know, I live in a landscape, a limousine, a nightclub and a restaurant, everyone thinks, oh man, you got the golden touch. Like hell, you know, you, know, you talk about being an underdog, Eric, you know that nothing in life is easy. Nothing, nothing is simple. Nothing goes. I've never talked to one business owner that says, oh yeah, I've never had anything screw up. I've never had any issues. Everything went perfectly. Everybody I've talked to has always talked about how hard it was. You know, I've never, ever, ever have I talked to a successful business owner that didn't have hard times that they had to overcome. You know, and, and mine was the same way. You know, there were times where the restaurant was doing great. And I remember this like it was yesterday. The restaurant was doing well. And then one day, all of a sudden, that the they started doing construction right in front of the restaurant. They started tearing up the streets and the street was shut down. No one can get to the restaurant. I said, you've got to be kidding me. We're literally shut down now for a month or two until they open the street back up. It was like, so, I mean, it was, it was not easy. It was not, you know, a a straight shot to the top by any stretch. So I want to make sure when people hear my story, I always, always like to emphasize the fact that, you know, because I I don't like that stuff you see online, you see it on Instagram or whatever. Everybody's posing with the Ferraris and the jets and, you know, making it look like, oh, this is easy. Look at me. It. I hate when they mislead people, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners or just anyone just trying to make some of themselves and make them think it's easy. It ain't easy. It's not easy at all, but it's worth nothing in life that's worth it is easy. Right. You know that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I did start at 21. I had the nightclub. uh, I was actually 20. And then they raised the drinking age, and it was in New York from 19 to 21. I said, I can't even drink in my own nightclub. So I. And so we opened in July. My birthday was at the end of July. So I was, was, yeah, it was interesting. But, you know, that was interesting, too, because um, there were a lot of people that say you couldn't do it, right? I couldn't do it. You can't open a nightclub when you're 20 years old, when you're 21 years old. 
you know, and they have, oh, you must have daddy's money. No, I didn't have a dime of daddy's money. I wrote up a business plan one day when I was sitting in the limo. I was actually driving the limo one day for a customer. Uh, they went into a meeting in New York City. I'm sitting there waiting in the limo, right? And I had a couple hours to kill while they're up in their meeting. And um, I, I remember I was sitting out down by the South Street, uh, South Street Seaport area. And I'm sitting in the car and I just had an idea. I started dreaming of an idea for a nightclub. I said, you know, if it's cold in New York City, in New York, in, in the wintertime, and everybody wants to go on vacation, where do they want to go? They want to go to the tropics, right? They always want to go to someplace warm and have fun. And I just started writing this plan. This, you know, you walk in the front door and you see a giant fish tank with exotic fish in it. And then you see <laughs> a waterfall and you see a you know, tropical birds and the bar is a tiki hut and you feel like you're transported into the tropics. And then uh, I went to another gentleman who uh, ran restaurants. I said, hey, what do you think of this? You know, do you want to do it? Let's do it together. Let's be partners. And he said, yeah, this is unbelievable. He had some experience running restaurants and nightclubs, but we, neither one of us had money. So then I was, uh, it's funny when you, when you, you know, you talk about the law of attraction, the secret and I was out to dinner with my girlfriend at the time, her sister and her sister's boyfriend. And he started talking and said, you know, hey, so what are you doing? What's next in your life? And I said, well, I've got plans to open a club. And I just started telling him about it. And he said, you looking for investors? Hmm. I said, yeah. He said, how much you need? And I told him, and he said, I'll give you that. And boom, we were ready to go. So that part, but that part sounds easy too, but. You know, sometimes things fall into place when all the when you put on the put in the work and the effort to make it fall into place. Right. I found the location. I went to work on the business plan, everything priced out. I had the whole cost, everything. The, the cost was all in writing. So he knew I knew what I was doing and I wasn't just this wasn't a fly by night thing. And he said, yeah, I'll invest in that. So. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people say you couldn't do it. Right. But I want to prove them wrong. So sometimes that's the motivation, too. I just say, hey, you know, what? I, you know, watch me watch me yeah i love it i love because you broke down like how entrepreneurship really is it's hard as hell it's not easy at all and it's funny uh like what you were saying um like people don't show that and i was talking to a lady i was on her podcast yesterday and i was like when i do my videos because i do motivational videos i'm like i'm talking to myself like i'm really like helping myself i didn't been there and something happened one day and i was like I just put out a video about that. I can't do that because of because I was talking to myself. And sometimes you got to show people where you start off at. Like, you know, eventually I want to have a studio and all this. But, hey, I got different backgrounds. I'm in different places. I'm in my room. I'm in here. I know how to put a green screen and all those different things. But you got to show people where you start because that'll help somebody out. Like, that'll help somebody out. And then what you were saying about the investor, it's because you had – your plan out. You wrote it out. You knew exactly how much you could have been like, oh, yeah, I got a nightclub and uh, I'm going to start it. Where are you going to start it at? Uh, well, I don't know. Somewhere downtown. And uh, how much you need? Uh, I don't know. 50,000. And you might need more than that. But you had everything in order because, like you said, your uh, the attraction. Like he knew you was on, he knew you was on business. He knew what, like, oh, okay. So he really know what he's doing. Okay, I'm gonna help him. Cause you could have came and not had nothing planned and missed the opportunity because you weren't doing what you what you needed to do. You didn't put in the work. And just like you say, you were sitting, you were working somewhere else. And you were like, hmm, I got this idea. And then that idea got you out the door from one 
one business to another business because the other one stopped. So I love like how you basically said like people gonna count you out. People are gonna say you can't do it. Why? Why can't I do it? Oh, because you can't do it. Oh, you you're not able to, so you're gonna put it on me. No, don't put that on me. That's right. I, I can do whatever I want to do and I, I'm capable of. And that's a lot of times what the underdog is. Like nobody believes in you when you're the underdog. When you're at the underdog state, nobody believes in you. Nobody like, oh yeah, whatever. Oh, you you doing that? Okay, that's cute. Until you seem like you came up overnight. You didn't come up overnight. It probably took years to get to that point. So after um, you got the nightclub, um, how long did it last? And what, like, like kind of ended it? Like, how did it end? Did it end on a good note? Did you transfer to another business? Or was it like, oh, shit, this just ain't working no more? No, well, you made a couple of good points. You know, when, when people tell you they can't do, you can't do it, that's when a lot of people get, Get, they, they they just get tossed aside, right? They lose faith. They believe what people tell them they can't. And it's funny because the people that told me I couldn't do it when we had the grand opening, they're the ones that came and said, I knew you could do it. I'm so proud of you. All right, <laughs> after it's done, right after the goal is achieved, you're a cheerleader. So it's interesting how people are. But And sometimes they don't do it out of, out of, out of uh, you know, any bad will, right? They think they're doing it to protect you. Right. They think, you're well, if you do this, you're going to lose money. You're going to be disappoint yourself. You're going to do this. So they think they're trying to protect you. But in reality, you know, they're not. It's just squashing your dreams. So you got to be strong enough to say, OK, I get the haters and that's OK. The haters are going to hate. And that's all right. I'm going to stick with my plan and I'm going to I'm going to win no matter what. So. Um, but, yeah, so the nightclub did very well. Um, and then we took on a third partner and we opened a restaurant as well. Um, two years later, so I was 23 at the time. We had a restaurant, still had the nightclub. Um, then the recession hit back then. Uh, the construction started in front of the restaurant. I was, to be honest with you, I was totally burnt out. I was exhausted. You know, I did. You know, I was 25 years old, and just so I just went to my partners and I said, "Look, just buy me out. I just want to. I just need some downtime. I just want to go and just relax for a little bit." Um, and then I just I stayed in the restaurant bar industry for 18 years and I, I did well. I mean, I wasn't I didn't own a place after that, but I ran some of the biggest nightclubs and restaurants in the country in Los Angeles and South Florida, New York. Um, so I was doing good. But as you know, sometimes good is the enemy of great. Right. Mm-hmm. You get comfortable and you think, well, yeah, I could work harder, but things are OK now. But. I mean, is, are you living up to your full potential? I always thought, you know what, I've got greatness in me and this is not great. You know, this is good. And uh, the bills were paid. I bought a house, you know, my, I had a wife, a baby at the time and I think life was good, but I said, this isn't what I was meant to be. And uh, so I got into the financial industry at that time. And I said, let me just go into something different, something more stable, more professional, um, and I was living in Southern California at the time. Um, the company that I started with in the financial industry didn't have any presence in Ohio. And my ex-wife, or my wife at the time was from Ohio. And I said, you know, let's move to Ohio and I can open offices there and kind of spearhead the growth of the company in that area. She did not want to go back to Ohio. She had a whole bunch of family there and she was, I mean, it's cold in Ohio, right? She, we're living in Southern California. It's beautiful. And she said, I don't want to go. I said, I really think we need to. It's the best thing for our family, for our future. We sold the house, moved to Ohio. 
in January, the middle of the winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, again, I'm starting a business from scratch in an industry that I just got into. And that's hard, right? Like we, like we talked about, it's freaking hard. Uh, so hard that, you know, I'm, I promised her the moon, right? I made some big commitments and I thought I could do it. And I get there and I move my family cross country and I'm not making any money. I'm just gonna, it's, I'm working long 12, 15, 18 hour days. And then we had our second baby and I'm busting my butt, you know, and I'm never home. And my daughter was sick. My new baby was sick. And now I got no money. I got medical bills coming in. I have a wife who's exhausted. I have a baby who's screaming all the time and I can't pay the bills. And I'm thinking I'm supposed to be the man here. And I just uprooted my family and I'm failing. You know, this is not what I, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be winning for my family. I mean, it got to the point, Eric, where I would uh, file bankruptcy. It was bad. And the thing that turned it around, I mean, I can go on for the whole 45 minutes just about how bad it was. But at one point, I just submitted and said, okay, I'm going to just find someone who's doing what I want to do, who is successful, and I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do. And I just found a mentor and I just said, look, tell me what I got to do. Just tell me. And the company at the time, I remember this like it was yesterday, they ran a contest and the contest was called a hero will rise. And somewhat about the name of that contest. And it was, you know, if you win this contest, if you do the ABC, you get a trip to so somewhere or whatever. The trip wasn't even the thing. It was a hero will rise, right? The name of that just felt like an arrow pierced me right in the heart. I said, damn it, that's what I need to do. I'm the hero and I need to rise. And I found the mentor and I said, look, just tell me what I got to do. I'll do it. And I did. I followed his, his direction every step of the way. And uh, within two years, I had turned everything around. I mean, we were living in a tiny little house. We sold that, bought a big brick, beautiful house. I mean, within five years, I was one of the top guys in the company and they were flying me all over the country in their private planes to speak at other offices and train other offices and speak on stage in front of 15,000 people at the national convention. And it's just amazing how quickly things can turn around if you never give up and you work your ass off. Right. And, but you, it's not only working your ass off, it's working your ass off doing the right things. And, you know, for a lot of people, they say, oh, I work hard, Mike, and I'm still not making it. Okay, well, you got to change course, right? You can't just do the same thing again, again, expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. You know, okay, I'm working my ass off. That's not working. Okay, change course. What I got to do? Find a mentor. Tell me what I got to do. And a lot of times I found a mentor in one area. He wasn't the guy I wanted to follow in other areas of his life. Okay, let's just put it that way. He was a great businessman, not the father I wanted to be. You know, and the other mentors were a great dad, but they weren't making the money I wanted to be. Or they didn't have the spiritual life that I wanted. So it's important also to find a mentor in different areas of your life that you can be and not just follow one person blindly. Um, so I'm starting to ramble, and I apologize for that. But um, that was a long answer to your really short question. <laughs> no, excuse me. It was good because you're – you're teaching people like this underdogs, like what you have to go through, through business, like everything you're saying, I'm sitting here listening, like being a student and listening to what you're saying, 
because you, you weren't wrong. Like it's it's gonna be hard. Like you you you're gonna have moments where you gotta start over. And I think that's where some people, like you said, like you got a job, you don't like the job, but you keep going to the job, or you go to another job that pays just a little bit more, but it's the same kind of job. It's like, all right, take a risk and do something different. But what I loved is he's like, all right, honey, we gone. We're going back to the crib. We're going back to your hometown. We about to, you know, I'm, I'm about to do this, 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 and this. And none of that happened. It was like, okay, what the heck am I supposed to do? And you got a mentor. People don't get that. You have to get somebody that's where you need to be and winning in that area. And like you said, you got to have different mentors in different areas. I have different mentors in different areas. Like some people that don't look like me, some people that look like me, some might be a woman in the area. It's just all different people and they're winning and they're successful in that area. And they're helping me be successful in those areas. Because like you said, you might have um, a financial guy, but he's not a great dad or a great husband. Ah, uh, thanks for helping me with the money part, but I, I'm going to give some advice over here from my buddy over here, or even like with the spiritual, like you got to have the right person with that. And when you have, when you're get around winners, that's when you start winning. Like in a two, you said in a two year span, you got around a winner, you seen, all right, hero gonna rise. All right, I'm going to do exactly what he's doing. And you start winning because you, they give you the blueprint. I seen a video with Mike Tyson. He was like, um, you get, you get around people that's winning and you do exactly what they're doing, their lifestyle, whatever they're doing in that area, you do it. And then you'll start winning. And it's easier to do what's not right. Like you said, you got to do stuff that's, that's uh, the right thing to do, but it's easier to do the bad habits. It's easier to turn on the TV and watch some TV. It's easy to eat bad. If you're supposed to be eating healthy, it's always easier to do the bad things, but it's worth it when you do the right things. Yeah, and I also noticed, you know, and you you notice this too. I'm sure when people ask you for advice now, it's always the things that you need to do are not always comfortable. They're not always easy, right? You got to step outside of your comfort zone, right? In order for you to have the things you never had, you got to do the things you never did. So, I've had people come to me and ask me now that I've reached a certain level of success and say, "Okay, just tell me what to do. I'll do whatever you tell me to do." And sometimes I call them assholes because they. <laughs> And I tell them, but they don't do it anyway. <laughs> you know, and they'll say, why am I not winning? What well, did you do this? No. Well, then you're an asshole, right? You're asking, but you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. Or they'll say, I call them. Yeah, buts, right. And I'll, I'll say, well, you need to do this, this, and that. They go, yeah, but this, well, if you're going to question me, then why are you asking? You know, I told you what you need to do. I, I'm telling you because I've done it and I was never an asshole. I was never a yeah, but. When I asked them what I have to do, I said, just tell me what to do. They told me. I said, boom, I got it done faster than they asked me to. And I'd come back and say, okay, what's next? Well, you're supposed to do this. this uh, that's done. What's next? Tell me what to do. Put me in coach. Just let me do it. I'll, I'll figure out a way. And if, if I have questions, I'll ask. But when you tell me the answers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen. And I'm going to follow those rules. But that's why it's so important to get the right ones, right? So the right mentors. I remember one guy was great at making money. And I said, okay, now I'm starting to make some money. I'm not making what you're making, but I'm making some money. So what do you do with your money? Where do you invest it? And he said, he was very honest. He said, I don't invest at all. I spend it all. I said, what? You're kidding, right? He goes, no, I spend it all. I just have a philosophy that I'm just going to keep making it. 
I go, whoa, I'm not following that guy. When it comes to finance, right? So I said, okay, I got another guy for finance. And I went to another guy and he said, I put a, I think it was a thousand dollars a month away. And then, um, and, and he showed, told me what he invested in. And then I found another guy and he said, I invest a hundred dollars a day or whatever it was. And I said, okay. So the key to investing then is, is constant in, in uh, you know, compounding. You gotta get that compounding working for you. So I started to learn about that stuff. But I also, like I said, I learned who not to take mentorship, take counsel from, and who to take it from. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, yeah, because sometimes, like, I had a person, like, he was like, yeah, you can you can make this. But I wasn't the man that I needed to be. Like, I was, I was still, I mean, I was a man, but I was young. I think I was, like, almost 30, almost 30 or about 30. And it was like, I didn't know how to be a man. I had just had a son. I'm like, okay, I got to be a dad. But then it was like having my son kind of woke me up. It was like, ah, it's, I, it's a little more out there for me to do than just go to a job. And like you said, like you can be living good, but you understand that there's great out there. You're you're better. You're, you have more potential. You're worth more than where you're at. Like I teach. I'm a um, kindergarten teacher. And I'm like, sometimes I just look at the people like, Y'all just don't know who y'all talking to. Like, I try not to have that attitude or I don't say it to them, but I'm like, man, I'm worth way more than this this job. This is just part of my journey because I got to learn how to be able to, to teach when you're speaking. And if you can teach five-year-olds, you can teach anybody because trust me, it's not the easiest thing to do. But I had to learn that through the, you know, through the process and you learn different things through your journey that help you on the way. But it's like, why am I doing this? But then you understand why you're doing it. And then you add on to what you already know, because you've been through uh, no's when you were 15. Oh, can I cut your grass? No, no, you can cut my grass. No, you heard those no's at an early age. So as you're going through, you can hear a no. You can hear uh, the business, you know, has uh, isn't doing good this month or whatever the case may be. But then you got each time I've listened to each business you got smarter. Okay. I'm making good money. Let me invest. How can I make more money? Why is sitting over here rather than me listening to this guy? I got a family, a wife and kids. I'm oh, okay. Let me just go spend this money. Well, honey, um, I ain't got the mortgage this month because last month we spent it on. No, that's not the smart thing to do. And sometimes we, we don't do what someone said. Like when you were, uh, what you say, asshole. I was, I, I was an asshole. Like I ask all the questions, have all this information, but never do nothing. And I'm right. like, why am I not winning? Because you're not doing what these people that are winning told you to do. And once I once you start doing it, you're like, oh, okay. I'm oh wow. Oh, okay, you're getting the results because you're doing something different. Like I will I start waking up at like five in the morning. I was never like a morning person, but I, I always heard successful people get up earlier than everybody else, get up earlier than everybody else. And when I did and I was doing what I needed to, like I would, the day was way much better because I was doing exactly what they said. Or this is the big one people don't want to do. When somebody say something about an invoice or a payment, when you got to do coaching, when you got to uh, invest in uh, business, like you don't got to go to school. You might invest in a course or whatever. You're always like, oh, but I got these bills. Okay, you got them bills but you spend money at the grocery store that you didn't need to. You go here and you spend, you go out with your buddies and then you're like, oh, well, I don't got this money. But if you add up all the bullshit that you did, you're like, oh, I really got the money. And that, it took me to realize that like, I really got the money, 
Let me stop playing and invest in myself and take this risk. The risk, People don't want to take that risk. Right. That's the biggest thing in entrepreneurship and business and in life. You don't want to take the risk of sometimes you're in a relationship. Take the risk of saying, hey, this just ain't going right. All right, honey, uh, let's end this. This ain't this ain't going right. It ain't been going right for years. But you have to keep pushing. Like you said, you never give up. So you got the the business. You uh you got your family, you move, you're starting to be successful. What what's the next step um after that? After you, you know, everything's going right. Do you get another hiccup in the road or do you just take that pivot <laughs> to uh to the next business? I wish it was just a hiccup. It's more like life support. Um, yeah, so you talk about rags to riches. Mine was rags to riches to rags to riches to rags. Because, you know, it's all, like you said, about risk. And I, I fully believe good is the enemy of great when things are going good. Uh, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, looking back, because you, you should learn something from every failure, right? Or every lesson, right? Not a failure if you learn something from it. But um, there were times where I took too big of a risk. And now I understand that. So now my risk tolerance is a little lower. Um, so yes, when I do take a risk, it's still going to be to get to the next level, but it's not betting the ranch anymore, right? It's not putting it all on black. You know, it's not my style anymore. I've learned from my mistakes because things did go very well with the financial company. And then I made a move to go to another company and that company went under. And so, and the money that I had invested was now gone. So I was literally, again, after I think that time it was 14 years building that company, back to being dead broke. Mm. So now here I am again, starting over. And I'm like, what am I trying to do? But, you know, they say God will teach you, will give you the same lesson to learn until you finally learn it, right? So you have to look back and say, okay, what am I supposed to be learning here if I'm, I'm encountering the same mistakes over and over again or the same I'm not having the success over and over. What am I trying? What am, what does he want me to learn? Um, so I try and do that often too, is look back and say, okay, what are the lessons to learn from this? And so I don't repeat them. Right. Um, so then I got into software. Uh, somebody had brought, um, I met a programmer who was really good at, at, at what he did, just creating software programs. And the, the, the system we used to run in my financial company was doing seminars. So I would do four or five seminars a week and I was on my way to do yet another seminar and I'm driving on the freeway. And when I'm doing the seminars, I'm in front of the room and I'm, when you talk about, and you, you've, you do this from public speaking, you know, when you talk, talk about certain subjects, some people's eyes light up and you talk about, but then the rest of the room goes dead. You switch subjects, the eyes that were lit up now go dead and these light up because of course everyone is interested in different things. So I'm, I'm driving to the seminar. I said, well, yeah, there were a way that I didn't have to be live doing these seminars because then I could scale it faster. But I, more importantly, I, I don't want to send them a video. I wish there was a way for them to choose what they wanted to see. And they get to pick what they're interested in. They're asking questions, answering questions in some type of a video-like thing. But it can't be a video because it's got to be interactive and stuff. So anyway, I pulled over. I got this idea and I pulled over on the side of the road, talk, called that programmer friend of mine. And I said, hey, can we create a system where if I just send somebody a presentation and I want it to have their name in it already, but I want them to be able to choose the present, just choose the topics they want to learn about. Can we do that? And he's like, well, I think we can. I said, but I also want it to be able to do calculations and, and 
this and that. I just kept on running up. We just started draining. And he's like, yeah, I think, you, I think you can do that. I think we can do that. And um, so we built this software system, and it's called I Decide. And at that time, I built it just for me to use in the financial industry. And then a friend of mine who was with a, on a whole separate industry saw it, and he said, well, I want to use that. You know, how do I use that for my company? So I sold it to him, so let him license it. And I said, well, if he needs it and I need it, a lot of people must need it. Again, back to the problem solving, right? Like the limousine company, like the landscaping. Um, that I started, and, and more and more businesses wanted to use it, and it just took off. And I eventually said, okay, i got to make a choice between the financial and this. This is doing much better. And that was five years ago, and that's called I Decide Interactive. And uh, that's been going fantastic. And now we just built another version of the software where anybody can go build their own interactive presentation. We did, we're just launching that now. So it's just been a constant learning process, a constant, you know, rags to riches to rags to riches to rags. But the, the goal, but, you know, like Mark, Mark Cuban says, my favorite quote ever, Eric, is what he says, you know, in business, you only have to be right once. That's it. You could fail 20 times, but if you're right once, boom. Nobody remembers the 20 times you failed, right? Thankfully, I, I had a couple of wins along the way. But, um, yeah, it's just a matter of finding what what people need, what problem you can solve, and what you're interested in. I've always been interested in technology, so it was a good fit. But I've heard people say, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, not necessarily true, right? If I love making widgets and nobody wants the widgets i'm going to be broke <laughs> right so the key is to find something you love that you're good that you're able to make money at and that you're good at right those three things are what's required because if, if one of those is missing the formula is incomplete right i like to sing doesn't mean i can make money at it nobody's paying me to sing and you would pay me not to sing right <laughs> i've got to be able to do it well i've got to enjoy it and i got to be able to make money at it a technology space fit if i look back at the businesses that did work for me most of them were those three things and then uh it still doesn't guarantee you're going to succeed right but again when you fail just get your ass up and do it man and uh, know that eventually it's going to win. And this is the thing I see, Eric, all the time. You do too, I'm sure. You see people who are going through hard times, but then they stop there. They struggle. They hit some struggles. And they think, well, I guess I'm not supposed to be doing this. No, you're supposed to be going through what you're going through, but you're supposed to go through it. Right? People say, well, I'm going through hell. Well, then go through hell. Don't stay in hell. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm going through hell. Get through it fast. You know, work your way out of it. And the size of your opponent is is what makes it great. You know, if you look at Rocky, if Rocky were fighting a little puny little punk, him winning is no great story. Yeah. The fact that he's fighting against someone who's bigger and better and stronger, that's what makes it so good. That's because the underdog, people root for the underdog, right? Yep. So the fact that I went bankrupt and came back, that's the story, right? That's what people want to hear. That's the juice of your life. That's what I enjoy telling my kids. And I will one day tell them, I tell my grandkids and I won't hide that from them. I won't try and sugarcoat it to make me look like some kind of hero, right? Like an Instagram <laughs> kind of guy. No, you're going to go through hard times, but you get your ass up and you go to work and you overcome it because that's what you're supposed to be. So, so. Yep.
Yep, I, I love that. One thing that I heard you say, the question before this one, and I've heard you say it a few times, is you come up with an idea and you go and write it down and you go and do it. A lot of people, myself included, I was listening to somebody earlier um, and he was like, when you have an idea, write it down, execute fast. Like you're writing your idea down and you're like, all right, boom, I'm going to make this call. Let me call my guy. Hey, can we do this, this and that? And it's like, every time you came up with an idea, you did that idea right away instead of like, oh, I'm going to do this idea and I'm, you didn't do nothing with it. So a lot of people that are in that place that of hell or struggle or whatever you name you want to put on it, they have an idea. They just don't want to execute it because they're scared. They're scared to fail. But when you fail, you're not really failing. You learn a lesson. If you ask anybody that's a winner, how did they become a winner? They had to lose first. Nobody just won just to, even the people, like, even if you look at sports, like Michael Jordan, okay, he didn't lose in the finals, but he lost. And he had to learn from those losses before he made the playoff run. Okay, how can I get past the Pistons? Because they beat my ass. Like, I don't know what the heck to do. Like, what are we supposed to do? And it took him years. Then he beat the Lakers. Then he went on to beat other teams. And it's like, you have to lose. You have to get defeated, but get back up. Like, like it made so much sense with the Rocky thing. Like, if Rocky was fighting me, I'm 5'7", 140. That ain't going to do nothing for Rocky. That's going to be like, oh, you're supposed to win that. But Nobody's even clapping, right? They're yeah. going to walk out. But he's fighting Drogic, and it's like, oh, this who is this? Is he? like this is all muscle. Like, how is, is this a robot? And he beats him, and it's like because people want to hear that. And I'm the same way with my kids. I don't sugarcoat it. I tell them all the bad stuff I did, everything. Like, because I want them to understand it's okay. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna go through stuff. But look, I've went through some of the stuff you're gonna go through. You don't gotta go through that. And then you you're leaving a legacy for your children because you know how to run multiple types of business it don't matter kind of what field you like hey if it's a business there and i feel the love for it i'm gonna try it out and you're able to do it because you have those things like you said you could love something but you like it's like people love to play basketball in the rec league you're not making no money every weekend you go into the rec league but unless you get injured in the rec league and you can't go to work what what what, 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 what's then so you have to do something you love and you have to like be able to make money off of it like with podcasting, I can't just be like, oh, I like podcast. Hey, sometimes and at some point it was like, I need to be making some money. I need to something got to come through here because if you're doing something you love and you're not making money, it's just a hobby. That's yeah. it. And that's okay to have hobbies, right? But don't be delusional and think, okay, I'm going to, this one day is going to pay the, pay the bills. So like you say, if you're going to the rec center on the weekend just as a hobby to blow off steam, get some exercise, that's fine. But if you're, if you're five, seven, don't think, well, one day I'm playing for the NBA. Well, probably not, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just that be smart enough to know the difference. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't do everything that you that needs to be done, that's okay, too, because that stops a lot of people, too. They say, well, I, you know, well, same thing with the software company. I don't know how to program my software. I don't know how to do graphic design. But I can find the people who do those things, right? So, um, but those people aren't going to get on board unless you have a well-thought-out plan of execution, right? Because it's not only about having the idea, it's okay, how do we execute? If you have a plan and the execution figured out, then you could find investors, you could find other people to come in as partners. Um, you know, I've, I've seen that too, where people people come up to me with an idea and they'll say, well, this is a great idea. I said, well, how much does it cost to make that product? 
I don't know yet. How much do you need to sell that for? What is your margin going to be? What's your profit going to be? How are you going to sell it? Well, I don't know. I just know it's a great idea. Well, great idea isn't anything. You know, you need the rest of that. Me just putting the, the, the concept on paper for the nightclub was one thing. But the investor is not going to say, okay, I'm in based on a piece of paper. You know, like you say, he wants to know, okay, what's it going to cost to get open? What are the monthly costs? What are the recurring costs? What's your payroll going to be? How many customers do we need to serve a month to, to break even or per night to break even? And then we say, okay, well, we need 50 people a night to walk through the door and buy two drinks each, and we're making this much per month. Okay, that's totally doable, isn't it? I said, I think we could do 10 times that. All right, let's do it. Boom. So, yeah, all the stuff goes into it, but I just don't like to see people, especially since, you know, you mentioned this, this might be, be airing at the beginning of the year. People have ideas, you know, they're going to make the, the next year different. They're going to make it better. This is when they make their move. But the gym is always packed in January, right? And then in February, it's empty again because people realize it's hard. So I'm, my message to people that I try and get across all the time is expect it to be hard. It's freaking don't watch the Instagram people. It's going to be freaking hard. I'm telling you that now. But so is being broke. So is dying without fulfilling your destiny. So is looking back when you're on your deathbed with all those regrets. That's hard, too. That's way harder, in my opinion. But just think about how awesome it will be when you overcome the hard, when you get through hell. And you win. And now you can go back to all those people with the haters and say, see what happened? See what happened? I did it. I won. And you can look at your loved ones and say, I made it through. And, I, you know, and now people are being helped because of what I did. You know, people are being served and, and my kids are now proud of me and the bills are paid and I'm vacationing and I'm doing the things that I dreamed of doing. And I'm giving money to my church or my charity. And, you know, you're having an impact on the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's right. the juice, man. That's the juice. I've I've got a I've got a weird thing that I think of that drives me. You know, it's I I, I picture that when I die, God and whatever whoever you believe in, but God is going to take me to a place. It's almost like those storage units, and He's going to lift a door and send in there is a life, and it's going to have an amazing, you know, trips and and life and all this incredible life and, and i'm gonna go man god whose life was that that was an un that's an unbelievable life and he's gonna go that was supposed to be yours but you gave up on it mm. that's for you and you gave up on it and i would be like oh man because all we get is a one shot right so I don't want that to happen. That's kind of a weird thing to think of, I guess. But <laughs> no, no, because uh, I, I think to myself, I'm like, man, I hope because you never know how nowadays people pass away any kind of old way. And I'm like, man, I hope I don't pass away before I get to do what I'm supposed to do. Right. Like, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I want to do everything that I'm supposed to do before I go. I don't want to be like, like that's that's almost like that. Like, dang you. Dang, I was supposed to go here. I was supposed to do that. I was supposed, and because I gave up or because I didn't do what I was supposed to. We all know what we're supposed to do. We all know the things that we should do. It's just like kids. Kids know what they're supposed to do. You know you're supposed to do your chores or you can't go outside or you can't do this, but they don't for whatever reason. But like you said, it's hard. Anything that's worth it is going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Like if it was easy, we all be able to do it. But everything's hard being broke is hard so like hard. so if you're going after the money 
Like that's gonna be hard, but being broke's hard. So at least try to at least go after something, at least accomplish something to be like, okay, whoo, I'm glad. But a lot of people don't realize it's the process, it's yeah. the journey. It ain't about the rewards, it's about the lessons you learn, the person you became, the relationships you build with people, and like it's the it's the process. Like you can't really like, oh yeah, I did this because you've won. Like you said, you went from rags to riches, rags to riches, rags to riches. So you've won and you've lost. You won, you lost. But if you would have just been like, oh, I won, woohoo! And then you could have been like, oh, I lost. Let me just give up. No, I, I lost before. Let me keep going. Sometimes when you win and then you lose for the first time, you don't know what the hell to do. But yeah. you keep going. You keep going. You keep you keep it going. It's like the Golden State Warriors. They was on a roll. Injuries happened. Like for two years, they just boom. They get healthy, boom. They back to winning. They didn't give up. They didn't say, "Oh, well, let's trade uh, Draymond. He ain't really doing this." Ah, well, Clay, he been out two years straight. Let's try to get somebody else for him. No, they they waited and they got they regrouped and they did the stuff that they needed to to win again. And that's just how life is. Like you're gonna lose. You're gonna fail. You're gonna get punched in the mouth. Life gonna beat your ass. And you got to get up and say, all right, cool. I'm good. Let's go. You got to swing back. If you don't swing back, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. If you, I'm always swinging back in life. Like, life's not going to bully me. Like, bullies aren't just people. Bullies aren't just, like, uh, on Instagram or social media. Bullies is life. Life will bully you and, and push you in the corner. And you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And that's how you become a successful underdog. You punch back. You overcome all that happens to you because people don't realize you've overcame something way worse than what you're going to overcome that you're that you're going through right now. So you've already overcame it. You just don't know it until it resonates in your head or you wait till you're on the last string. and You're like, OK, well, let me try something different. Don't wait till you're on that last string. Get punched in the mouth, punch back and keep going. So I usually ask for like three tips, but I promise you. You've been dropping gems, tips all through here. Like this conversation was good. Like definitely helped me out. It definitely like woke me up in some areas like, all right, I need to go write this stuff down now. Like as soon as we get off here, like go write it down. So if I do run into somebody that's an investor, or I run into somebody where I need the help in certain areas, they like, what's the vision for you? Oh, okay. This is what I want. This is what, because that makes so much sense. Because somebody say I need a videographer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. All right, what? what? No, okay, you just telling me you got a plan for this. When you expect, uh, how much money do we got uh, space? Do we got a studio? Where are we shooting at? All this different stuff. And it's like, I got to have that down because you never know when that opportunity is going to come. So yeah. I'm just going to ask you for a quote. Even though you gave a quote earlier, uh, you only got to get it right once. But what is a quote that you can give somebody that's an entrepreneur, they starting off, Hey, like, I don't know what the hell I thought I was doing. I'm ready to give up. What's a quote that you can think of? Well, you know, like you said, we were kind of talking about it. We went off on so many different tangents today, and I apologize if that wasn't the, the point of the, the talk today. But um, to me, the, the the quote would be, you know, you, you don't have to go it alone, right? Now, especially the Internet, you can find people. who People are willing to help. But it's funny how people just don't ask. You know, when I, I, people think I'm so busy that they, oh man, everybody must be calling you. Nobody calls because they think I'm too busy, right? So the people that the people that 
could be your mentor, probably will be. Ask. And if they say no, that's okay too. Go to another one. So definitely find a mentor, find somebody who, who can help you get to where you want to be. You don't have to do it alone. And then number two, if you ask my kids what my famous quote is, it's on my license plate or one of my cars and it's never give up. You know, if you said to my kids, you know, what is your dad? They always say, oh, God, never give up. <laughs> if we hear one more time, we're going to die. That's it. Never give up. Like you said, no matter how many times you get punched, you're going to get punched. You're going to get kicked. It's going to be hard. So what? Do it anyway. What's your what's your alternative? What's the other option? Failure? Going paycheck to paycheck, buried in debt, not living your dreams, not seeing the world. I mean, not giving back and, and helping other causes and people. I mean, just the, the things you can do with success. It's not all about money. You know, people say, well, you're just a greedy. No, I just, money makes a good person better. Right. Because you can do amazing things with money. Don't have to keep it. Give it all away if you want to. But just think of all the people and the lives you can touch as a successful person versus someone who doesn't have those resources. So, And hopefully what you're doing to gain those resources helps people also, right? That's the benefit. I mean, hopefully you're not doing something that's going to hurt people to make money because that's, that's, not the, that's not the point here either, right? So, yeah, that would be find a mentor. You don't have to do it alone and never give up. It was, uh, you broke it down though. Those are simple things. You don't got to do it alone. Like, and, and say it in the Bible, like you're not supposed to do it alone. It's supposed to be at least two. So I, I love that. Um, how can people reach you? Um, and then, yeah, how can people reach you? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not big on social media yet, but I'm, they're telling me I have to be. So for now, just go to my website, mikebaccia.com. And uh, you can you can just sign up for uh, you know updates on when I'm speaking and and all those things. And then once I do get all the social media channels up and running and populated, we'll we'll let you know there too. Yeah, because I definitely was looking. I was like, all right, uh, buddy, don't really got no uh, no social media like that. I was like, okay, all right, yeah. cool. Trying, uh, to, trying to fight it, but it's no. There's no fighting it these days. It yeah. can actually be a good way. And that's another thing. You can be successful and don't have to be on social media. Yeah. People, you don't got to be on social media. A lot of the success ain't on social media. They just put the clips together and make it look sexy for you. But uh, before we get out of here, any closing words? No, just I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate the fact that you you talk about underdogs because I think too many people nowadays, like you said, on social media and in our world in general, they want to be, they want to make it appear, make themselves appear to be something they're not. And that makes people who are really fighting a fight feel discouraged or like they can't make it. And that's the bunch of bull, you know, people, they're not, they're not what they seem. I see too many people buying things they can't afford with money. They don't have to impress people. They don't know what doesn't make sense to me, but they're all about the image and don't let other people's image or their perceived image make you feel any less than you just fight your own fight. Stay focused on what you want to, on what you want to accomplish and uh play your game and you win just forget about them it's going to be hard we know that we talk about that that's okay let's go kick some ass and on that note peace one love